Welcome to the Bike Rumor Podcast, where we spin off from our usual tech coverage to pick the brains of the people behind the brands. If you want to hear how bikes and components go from ideas to the things we ride, this is the cycling podcast you've been waiting for. Please welcome your hosts, Tyler and Watts. Hey Watts, I remember when you would do your holiday wish list for us and you, first of all, you would labor over them for far too long. It would be like the day before Christmas and finally we would get Watts' holiday wish list and they're very popular. But what I remember is after the fact, you would, what's the right word, like really sweat what was going to come in the comments. Like you're kind of worried about what people would say and then when they did say something, you were really worried about either if you should respond and then if you decided to, like what to say and what was it that was stressing you out so much about dealing with the comments on your post? So that's kind of untrue. The laboring over it for far too long was <laughs> way off base. Uh, I just procrastinated. Procrastinated. <laughs> procrastinated. Yeah. And um, if it looked like the draft was open for a long time, that's because I'd write a sentence and then go do a million things and then come back. Uh, yeah. So, and then the sweating the comments is partly true. Um, partly not. So those moments are these sort of, those are my little manic vanity moments when I would write these things. And knowing that on the other side of that is a, just a plateau or nadir of crushing depression. And that I was going to be heading into that right when all the comments were hitting. So, um, yeah, I would, <laughs> I was hyper aware of them. And really, it was only one time I remember reaching out to you and being like, man, I don't think I can do this. Uh, and that was just a really <laughs> roughish time. Yeah. Um, were the comments ever as bad as you thought they were going to be, though? <laughs> no. Uh, some of the deleted comments were pretty bad. People like what you had to say. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I think yeah, overall, but you're not paying attention to that. Someone's like, Hey man, I really like this. You're like, thanks. And this one was like, I think one of them was, this guy is such a fucking idiot. <laughs> and I was like, I know. I know, you're right. You're so right. But then the other side of that was, occasionally if I had a moment, I would go down this rabbit hole of who, who was this person? How dare they? How dare they? How do they then, know me? How do they? And then you find out like, oh, they're the sad cat guy on Instagram. And they have like three followers. And right. okay. All right. You, that's fair. You can say that to me, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And so I think that's, that's sort of the topic of this episode is the comments on Bike Rumor and where they go wrong, where they, where people get them right. And we'll get to the guest in a second, but what we've found is that when somebody leaves a really bad comment and sometimes there are just some that are just, you know, they're just mean, right? Most of the time, well, we'll delete it, but then we'll reach out to the person. We'll be like, you know, we'll explain it or something, especially if it's mean towards one of our writers, you know, calling us stupid or idiots or the worst writers ever or something, which is rare, but we, you know, everybody messes up. We'll reach out to them and they'll be like, oh man, I'm sorry. Like, I was having a bad day. Stuff was going wrong. Exactly. I, you know, I didn't mean it, whatever. And that's 
Which is why, like, I have that comic. If you haven't checked out the comments policy page on Bike Rumor, I suggest the little comic strip at the top is worth reading because it sort of exemplifies that perfectly. Um, yeah. But, you know, the, so the, the point is, is that, first of all, don't comment when you're in a bad mood. Just like you wouldn't say something spewing off in the middle of an argument, right? Like the things that are going to come out are probably not what you really mean to say. But there's a better way to leave comments, not just on Bike Rumor, but any website. And so our guest today is Chad Moore with Mavic. And for anyone that's followed Mavic on Bike Rumor, you know that anytime we post something about Mavic, it's almost guaranteed we'll get some inane comment about how their hubs are terrible. And the person probably hasn't ridden a modern hub from Mavic. Probably has, you know, if they've ever ridden Mavic wheels, it's ancient, whatever. It's a pair of axioms. Yeah, who knows? But those are just, well, yeah, those are wheels. I was going to say those were rims, but yeah, you know. So we brought Mavic on board earlier in the year to do the Ask a Stupid Question series because they wanted to be able to address everybody's questions head on. They did a fantastic job of it. So we'll put links to that in this episode's notes. But it was great talking to Chad because he really illuminates all the reasons why they would or would not comment and why he thinks all the brands out there, all of the brands, the entire bike industry, either do or do not comment and has some really cool tips, I think. So without further ado, here's Chad from Mavic and take it away. Hey, Chad, welcome to the show. Hey, Tyler. Thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah, it. man. No, this is good. I think this is going to be a good follow-up to the Ask a Stupid Question series you guys did because, um, man, we got flooded with questions and a big chunk of them were about the brand, the brand's history. And then there's another segment, and that's kind of what we're going to focus on at first here is, you know, the comments and the criticism that Mavic keeps getting even though, like, if anybody's actually paying attention to the products you're making, it's virtually unwarranted. Um, you know, like, when you read all the questions that came in for the AASQ series, was there anything that surprised you? No, I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I, I mean, I'd say that we answered probably 90, maybe even 95% of the questions um, so there, I mean, uh, the, some of them were repeat questions and then we, we ignored some of the questions that, you know, are not very productive or, or have a very interesting answer. Like, why do you guys suck? Like, <laughs> so we, we kind of ignored those, but, um, no, I don't think I was surprised by anything. And I think a lot of them were really good questions because, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, the comments that I see that would, I consider counterproductive, um, are because they're a little bit vague. The, the questions that we got actually dove into that a little bit more. And so then it became a little bit, you know, it was a more interesting conversation to have about, you know, uh, hub design or, you know, why we had issues with this hub or things like that. And that's where those those questions get a lot more interesting. Yeah, well, and I want to commend you for the answers because they were totally, you know, blunt. They were honest and, you know, you, you weren't like, putting a bunch of marketing spin on it. I mean, when yeah. something didn't work, he just kind of admitted it. And that's really good. Like that's, it's, it's refreshing, you know? Yeah. Well, and I can't take, I can't take all the credit for that. I had a lot of help with, um, with the answers from my colleague in France. Um, his name is Maxime Brunen. So he's, he's definitely, he's a little bit more of the brains behind everything. Um, and he and I, he and I worked on that together. So he deserves a lot of credit. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, so I think I want to acknowledge that, you know, 
my sense of the whole comment thing is there's a lot of people who are perfectly happy with your products and haven't had any problems and they generally have better things to do than troll Mavic in the comments. Um, that said, you guys definitely have some people who either, I, this is my opinion, like they either just wrote the brand off many, many years ago. Maybe they had a bad experience. Maybe they're, you know, everybody else is doing something shinier and more glamorous. Or the alternative to that is they just, there's people out there, I think, that maybe just take any excuse they can to jab Mavic. And so I, it kind of begs the question, like, why you guys? Like, why are people so yeah. wild up about your brand? Yeah, and, and you know, I think some of that, some of it, I mean, we have to take it on the chin a little bit because it's some of it's fair. And, but I think, I think when it gets just so rampant, I, that's where I start to get a little bit frustrated because a lot of the comments just aren't true. A lot of the comments might have been relevant 10 years ago. Um, you know, there's, so there's just this gamut of, of comments that people make. And I think if I, if I try to be objective about it, I think it all sort of funnels up, at least in, in the U.S., to some issues that we've had over the years. And, 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 and we've perpetuated this, and it's our own fault. And that's where we have to admit, um, we have to admit that. And it's, a lot of it has to do with customer service. And it's, it's not a very glamorous and exciting thing to talk about, but it's probably one of the most important things of a, that, that a brand has to really get right. And we got it wrong for a while. And it, you know, and it sucked. And, it, and, it, and I, I think the recovery from that is really challenging. I think once you, once you slip there, it's, it's a really long road back. And we've made a lot of changes over, even just in the last 12 months, we have a new commercial director. We have a new customer service team. You know, we've we've pulled out of the shared services of the of the bigger organization, and so we're we're trying to fix it. We're really trying, and I think that that's. And I know it sounds a little bit you know hollow to just say, hey, we're really trying, but it's it's true. We, we I mean, our our new commercial direct commercial director Isaac is putting some really solid pillars in place to to recover on that, and so. We'll see. We'll see if that changes. And that takes time. And and I think that just, you know, coming back to your original question, I think that that's, that's why we get a hard time. And then, of course, there are some issues with product um, along the way. Um, you know, it's we can we can we can pick one of those out if we want to. There's a there's a few big ones that that come up and people like to you know complain about our hubs, which haven't really been an issue for, you know, Quite a few years, not a, quite a few yeah, years. I mean, the new design's solid. And, and really, like, you covered that so well in the the series. I want to point people to that if they want to figure out, like, what those specific issues were. Because uh, there's no sense in just repeating that. Um, you know, what I wanted to talk to you about, because you and I have talked about this quite a bit for, geez, it feels like three or four years now, um, is the comments on Bike Rumor now. <laughs> You know, like we'll be the first to admit it's like you guys will admit you've had problems with hubs in the past. You know, like we'll admit we've had some problems with the comments and they just got out of control. So we're, we're clamping down and it's really, I want to like say it's, it's you in particular, you've driven us to keep finding solutions. And so I think by the time this episode airs, we'll have implemented a login system where if you want to leave a comment, you have to create an account either on bike rumors site or log in with a social login to try and de-anonymize it and i feel like that yeah. like if you have to put a name and a face to it you're going to be less likely to be a real a-hole yeah yeah and i guess uh, first off i think i it's i don't i'm not 
not, I'm not at all trying to pick on bike rumor, but for some reason there's just this maybe, and maybe it's even just a small group of people that just like to go on and, and troll and, and make, make just worthless and negative comments. Yeah. And I, I think th- it is. And actually I should defend our, our commenters. Like by and large, it's a great group of people, but you're right. Yeah. There are, there are yeah. a handful, like, there's, you know, you get a handful anywhere, right? Yeah. There's, and honestly, like if you, if you go, go through any post, you can find some really productive questions. And so there are people asking great questions. And what I would say about bike rumor and, and any website that, that actually allows comments, what a great, what a great opportunity for people to have conversation with brands. I mean, I don't think a lot of industries break down that barrier as much as, as much as we do in cycling, where we have these opportunities where, you know, and I'm, this, this isn't an ego trip for me at all, but I, I like going in there and talking to people about it. But then when I have to go in there and sort of try to redirect comments that just aren't true, because that skews, that skews perception and it skews, you know, the conversation and it's just not productive. And so I, I think we're. I think we should feel really lucky, both on the industry side and on the consumer side, that we have a place where we can have these discussions and ask real questions and get real answers, where people from the brands will come in and, and talk about it. I mean, I was commenting on a thread about envy. I mean, <laughs> I I just want people to get answers, and I want people to I want people to just improve their knowledge. But then when you have to say. You know, with envy, it was the carbon hubs. Like this carbon hub, stupid. It's so expensive. Well, just don't buy it. Like, right. it's like it's it's super cool. It's like the one of the most. I don't know. It's advanced materials. It's super lightweight. Like that's cool that you have access to that. But if you don't want it, don't buy it. Anyway, I'm I'm getting off on a tangent. So yeah. Well, and I hope I think most people realize too that those things that are so expensive they drive everything else forward. Like without those you know, pie in the sky thinking in crazy products, we wouldn't have, you know, GX Eagle for a couple hundred bucks. You've got a full group. You know, it's, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like formula one. I mean, formula one they're you know, none of that stuff that they race with is going to, is going to actually be in a car, but the trickle down is there. Yeah, Same thing but it's with- stupid. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. they can't afford it. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, uh, man, I forgot where I was going next with that. Well, just sorry, one more thing, Tyler, while you try to get that back. I think that the, all the negative comments, they also take away from all of the really good comments and questions that come yeah, up. I so I think that that stuff gets buried and some really useful, productive information that's in the comment sections on a lot of posts. It gets lost because people want to just whine and complain. Yeah. And, and, and that's like that's why we delete it. You know, we get we get flack for deleting comments because people want to feel like they're being heard. But when it's, I mean, we have a pretty clear comments policy. If you just chime in and say, well, this is stupid or that product sucks, or I don't like this, that adds nothing to the conversation. So we want to get rid of that because like you said, like you can't have a good conversation when you got somebody yelling in the corner and just distracting everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great analogy. So um, what I wanted to add to something you said earlier about like how you chime in and I really do like, how you chime in on the comments because you give detailed answers. You're very thorough. And a lot of brands don't, I feel like that's a missed opportunity for a lot of brands because, you know, we cover pretty much every brand out there in the industry and there's comments and there's, you know, so if you're a brand and you're listening to this and you're reading our site, which I think most of the industry does like, man, if we're writing a story about you guys and somebody leaves a comment, chime in, you know, it's better for the brand to come in because that's, you know, like the whole thing right now with, boosting social media because i pay a lot of attention to that is engagement right it's not about how many followers you have how many likes you get it's it's how engaged is your audience and so take 
two seconds and write a reply to something in a comment on our story because, man, those people, they will never forget that. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll, I'll defend my peers in the, in the bike industry a little bit um, because it's, it, to be honest, it, it takes a lot of time to go in and do that, especially when you're having to answer a lot of comments that are negative <laughs> and, and, and just speaking to that. And for sure, I could just ignore those. But like you said, if, if you have someone screaming in the corner of the room, it's hard to have a conversation um, with all that noise happening. And so I think in, in the conversations I've had with, with my peers in the industry, uh, and and we're we 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 all work a lot and and I think maybe there's a maybe there's a misconception that we're all just riding our bikes all the time and and that the joke is is that I think when you work in the bike industry you don't get to ride your bike yeah. ever hardly as much as you want to but I think that that's the thing it's it's it comes down to priorities and if you have to go in and answer a bunch of negative comments that's not really that productive and so when there's a million other things that you have to do with your day, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it gets hard. And so I, I spend time a lot of times on bike rumor at, at night or other forums, like answering comments when I'm not taking time away from my work day. And sometimes my wife, will, she gets really mad because I'm answering comments in bed. And it's just, you know, it's one of those things where I find it to be really important. And I think that I find it important because in my long-term vision, I want to change people's perception of us as a brand because I think it's it's not entirely true the way that people some people look at us right now. Um, and so I, I look at that as part of my part of my job. And I I think that if the if the comment sections get a little bit more positive and more dialogue based, I think you'll see a lot of brands coming in and saying, "Hey, this is great. We can have some really productive conversations here," rather than saying, "I'm not even going to look at the comments because I know what's going to be there." Yeah, well, I, I'll say you're a brave man for looking at them right before bed. I don't, <laughs> I don't <laughs> think I would do that to myself. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't go so well. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just it's work, right? Like I think at yeah. night I'm trying to not look at work stuff. But so I appreciate, man. That was that was good stuff, and I think it, it hopefully it shed some light too on like the way we look at the comments that are coming in and and how the brands deal with it. So I think you know if you're a listener and you're a reader of Bike Rumor leave a productive comment, you know, like if you want a response and the brands will respond if you're, you know, and you don't have to be like glowingly positive. You just have no, to be, be yeah. real, you know, talk to, can, talk to them like you talk to your friends. Yeah. It could be something bad, but it doesn't just have to be negative. You know what I mean? Like you can say like, why I had three different Mavic hubs 10 years ago and they all broke. Why did that happen? Well, we'll answer that. Like that's not just coming on and saying, Hey, your Mavic hubs suck. <laughs> right. So anyway, yeah, man. All right. So quick change of topic. What's uh, what's coming up? Can you give us a little peek into the crystal ball from Mavic? What can we expect later in 2019? Uh, <laughs> we, we've got um, uh, it is called Bike Rumor, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there wouldn't be a rumor if, if I'm if I'm talking about it. Um, we've got we've got some new stuff coming for gravel and, and all road. No, no surprise there, I'm sure. Um, and I think it wouldn't take much to read between the lines on, on what that would be. Um, and then I think we've also got some really fun new apparel coming for, for gravel and all road. Um, I think it's, it'll be maybe later in the year, fall, winter stuff, but I think it'll be, it'll be really nice. Um, and I think people will get excited about it. And then, you know, we've in the U S we've got, this is not necessarily product, but we're, we're, we're going out and getting, you know, back in touch with people a little bit. So we'll have a bigger presence at some of the, some of the bigger events like NABS and Sea Otter. And, um, I think we might try and get to one of the, um, uh, outer bike events. Um, and then some, some of just rides and races, we're going to just get out there a little bit and, and try to just 
interact with people. So um, we'll be we'll be showing up around. So anyway, uh, back to product. I think on the MTV side, we've got we've got a little bit of stuff coming, but that's all that's all midsummer. Um, our launch our our launch stuff is usually you know June July for for wheels and things like that. So it's it's a little bit farther out. But the the gravel stuff is coming, so that's that's going to be exciting. And then uh, sorry, one more thing at Nabs. At NABS in a few weeks, we've got some pretty big stuff to share there. So um, keep an eye out. All right. Well, there's a chance this episode will air after NABS, but maybe not. Um, so either way, look okay. for the coverage on Bike Rumor because <laughs> we'll have it for sure. Hey, so I got a question about clothing um, at the yeah. risk of this running a little bit long. Like, I love your clothing. I Honestly, I, I think the Mavic Road Kits in particular are some of the, the best I've got. Um, they're just comfortable. They fit right for me. But does that stuff sell? I mean, obviously it sells because you keep making it year after year. But like, are people who like who buys Mavic clothing? You know, that's that's a great question. And apparel, apparel in the U.S., I mean, North America, U.S., Canada, it's apparel's tough. I mean, there's so many options out there, and there are there are a lot of brands, you know, medium to small size brands that are that are making really really nice stuff. Um, and and in, in our defense, I mean, we're we're making great stuff too, and we have. We've over the over the last several years, we've benefited from the um, from the relationship we've had with Solomon and Arcterix and and some of these other brands that are you know true pioneers in apparel. Um, and so I think that's why you have the opinion that our apparel is so good because we've been able to share some of those those assets. And now we've got we've got a great apparel team internally, and our product manager um, Seb is doing a really phenomenal job on developing the product. He really understands cycling and he understands what cyclists need. Um, so it's. From a sales standpoint, we're still pushing in the U.S. and it's a big priority for us because we really do believe in the product and we're trying to get it out there more. So I think we'll we'll you'll see more of that in the in the next year or two. Um, and you know, yeah, I think it's it's just tough. Clothing is is a crowded market, um, but like you said, it's great stuff, and I I really encourage people to to give it a look. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for your time, and we'll see you at the shows. Sounds good. Thanks, Tyler. That was right. good. I like that. Yeah. That was, yeah. He, <laughs> he did a good too. job of addressing, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> of addressing the comment section. And I'll say those times when I would get the worst negative comment ever or the, just the most inane, everyone would be like, why are you, why are you addressing these trolls? You're supposed to just ignore it. I kind of, that was my favorite part of the comments, even though I had that sort of, <laughs> just, I'm not insecurity, but you know, it sucks to be told you're a dumbass. Right. But so was it be, did it become it's more a game? fun to it. Yeah, it kind of like became a game. How far can I like, take this? You can't say anything to me that I haven't already said to myself a million times about how dumb or whatever. So, like, yeah, it became a game of just addressing those people and either realizing they had a bad day. Or that we weren't so different, you and I. <laughs> or just we could be best friends. Yeah, or just whatever. Um, if you hadn't left that comment. <laughs> yeah, even that. We're all flawed assholes. I don't know. Right. Um, what I liked about it was that hopefully, if people take it to heart, they'll be like, "Man, you know." So, like, if I just actually put the, put something productive in there, I could start a real dialogue with the brands, and that's that's powerful. Like, I feel like that's this opportunity that, you know, hey, it's like, what do you want? Do you want short-term gain, long-term loss? Where I want to look like, I want to seem super smart and snarky and funny and cool. I'm going to leave this smart-ass comment. Well, that's and their it ruins place it for everybody. to do that. That's their one place to do yeah. that because they're beat up at work. Their spouse hates them. And they just get to be 
the big man on comments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Or the alternative <laughs> or is. The alternative, yeah. Uh, especially with, with my stuff, it's not as big a deal, but yeah, with the actual brands where they're trying to have a dialogue. Yeah. Well, there was, so we were walking around Interbike a few years ago, and this was the best because we had zero to do with this. And I think, I, I can't even remember who it was, so I don't want to venture a guess, but all of a sudden, Zach comes running up to me. He's like, dude, dude, check out this sticker. And he shows it to me. It's this little like three inch by one inch sticker. That says in our colors and everything. Like I only read bike rumor for the comments, uh, which was one. hilarious. And like I get a chuckle out of it. But you know, there's there's some other good stuff on bike rumor too. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to see the. I don't know. I don't want to see the comments get watered down necessarily. But because that is one of the the beauties is the it's, bike rumor comments are pretty magical. They're good. They can be good, you know, like, but it, even then, it's like people can be creative and witty and fun without degrading the conversation. And that's, I think, where it becomes a real art, right? Like, how hard do you want to try? And granted, it's the comments. You know, you're five minutes, type something out. Good job, so, Psycho Rider 2722. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the concerns we have with watering it down is like, we don't want to, we don't want to censor people's freedom of speech obviously even though it's like a private website like we get to dictate what is said on the site but we want people to be feel free to express themselves yet we want to kind of take away that license to be a jerk or just say something that's pointless you know and, and again I'm pointing people back to the comments policy like if you just say hey this is dumb we're just going to delete that comment because it adds nothing to it I mean, we'll leave something positive, like, I love this brand because it's just happy and everybody needs more positivity, right? But um, the one thing we are going to do, and I mentioned to the chat of this about the login system for the comments, it will not be live by the time this episode airs because okay. I've just had too much to do and I'm about to take off for a handmade bike show. But we will be instituting a login system for comments where you can either create a WordPress account through our site or you can log in with Facebook or Twitter or uh, I was going to say Google Plus, but that's now. So oh, These are things I don't know. Yeah, apparently it's gone. Uh, so anyway, so we will have a logging system, and what I hope it does is foster a little less anonymity with the commenters so people feel like you know what they're saying really represents them and not some fake persona that they decided to make up for the day. Yeah, you hear that? Psycho Rider 2722? <laughs> yeah. Cool guy. Got to be Psycho Rider 223. Or just Chad. Yeah. More at Mavic. <laughs> Chad, more at Mavic. We know we're on to you, Chad. Yeah. We know you're... Yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, all I got. One thing, that interview definitely got me thinking about Mavic a little again. Just that in my shop, they had not really come up. My rep would come by occasionally and ask us if we were interested and just for us, at least, nobody was asking. Um, and it wasn't necessarily because the product wasn't good. It just, nobody was asking for it. And as a result, we hadn't stocked it or pushed it. Uh, partly because we didn't want to be the inventory on that front, once again, of pushing product that people weren't asking for. Um, right. Trying to be like, no, it's cool, guys. Which is tough, because then you end up sitting Super on a lot tough. of inventory. Yeah. I feel like, too, though, they... They are facing so much more competition now from brands that are, I'd say, cooler because you know there's 
Mavic is doing amazing stuff now and technologically they're near the top and I would say from a standards pushing the standards forward whether you agree with this or not if you actually look into what they're doing to drive things like road tubeless as a standard where tires and rims can all fit well they are leading the charge on this stuff but you have brands like industry nine right like just blowing it up with killer hubs killer colors a lot of bling a lot of flash and just crushing it like you know mavic is this hundred something year old brand how do you compete with the new kid on the block right like that's that's a big challenge and i think that's something else they're trying to figure out now that they've got the product dialed is how do you come back to relevancy? Well, their marketing just seemed to be more at that super high end of road racing or something, which had just dwindled. Yeah. So, true. you know, were they doing bike packing stuff or were they doing gravel stuff? Um, and they are. Obviously, uh, but, as Chad said, gravel's going to be coming but, back. You know, they just lost that cachet a little bit, I think. Um, but I... Well, I think the other thing too, this is just a guess, is you know they went to wheel tire systems, and I think to some extent that might have hurt because people wanted to pick their own tires, but For sure. more so they really went to wheels, and a lot of people did go to complete wheels. Whereas like before, if you were building a wheel set, you were almost certainly using a Mavic rim. Like what was it like the five seventeen or something, whatever it was about twenty years ago. Like I built up open pros and reflex and just yeah yeah I was thinking with the um, mountain bikes, you know, because they. Yeah. Weren't they the first ones to do like the ceramic coated rims, right? Back when V brakes yeah, were still yeah. the brake, like those made a massive difference. They were a huge improvement in what was out there at the time. For sure. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, huge thanks to Chad for coming on and just laying it out there. And yeah, go check out the AASQ series if you want to see everything that everybody was wondering about Mavic and stay tuned because there will be a part three for that series. We're just waiting on them to get the answers back for us. On that note. On that note, I'm sleepy. <laughs> All right. See you guys next time. That's a wrap on this episode. Tune in next time for another great ride. Be sure to follow at BikeRumor on your favorite social media and hit like and subscribe or leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks, and we will see you next time.